Welcome to Sisters. Sisters. There were never, never such devoted sisters. sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to be here with you today. I'm glad to be here with you too. Okay, so today we're again talking about neurodiversity as always. And yep. I think you wanted to call it like the land of neurodiversity. Yes. Welcome that- to the land of neurodiversity. <laughs> Where everyone's included and everyone belongs. That's right. Where no <laughs> one's brain is different. It's just, it just is. Yes. Or everyone's brain is different. Maybe. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. No, that's a good point. Where everyone's brain is just the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uniquely awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to, you know, as always... Bring up a little story, a little something. Dig into that brain of yours because you are like, you know, the most fun brain Mm -hmm. that I know of. And, uh, you know, talk a little bit about maybe some strategies that you've like figured out how to be in this world. But I wanted to bring up today. This was just funny to me. So I have this memory of you and I going somewhere. We were going to a hotel and you had all these bags, right? And I thought, okay, she's got a lot of clothes. No. <laughs> okay, there was like, you know, a couple of items of clothing. There was definitely your makeup at the time. You loved doing makeup and everything. And then there was this whole other bag. And I'm wondering if you can guess what was in that other bag, if you remember. I know you have short-term memory or long-term memory issues, but... What uh, else would you bring in a bag to a hotel? Because well, they annoy you to no end. When I would you don't definitely have bring them. a pillow. Oh, yes, that was there too. Multiple mm. pillows. There Multiple was pillows. like one for your knees and one for your back and one for your, I don't know, there's nine pillows. Yes. Yeah. I would have brought any kind of like body, like any kind of. Yeah, you're not stuff, on like, it. You're not remembering what I'm thinking of. At all. And it's so striking to me. Anyone who would have traveled with you would think this is hilarious. You had an entire bag of light bulbs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I even have it now. (laughs) I know. True. You travel everywhere with light bulbs. Can you like explain like what happens? You go to a new place and you have all these light bulbs. Like what do you do? Oh. Why do you have so many light bulbs? Well, okay. So I'm glad that we're saving the earth. Okay. However, LED light bulbs, they are really hard on my eyes, especially if they're not, if they're cheap LEDs. Mm. So what happens with an LED, which is a light emitting diode. Yes, it is. Which we know about because our father was an engineer. Mm -hmm. Electrical. Electrical engineer. Yes. Um, So what happens is in order to make the light, it flashes. Mm. And so there's a it's almost like a tiny strobe. Yeah, it is a tiny strobe. Right. Which is why like if you take a slow motion video on your phone and you're in a room with like LED, you'll see a strobe effect because it's actually picking up mm. the light that's actually strobing. Because mm, it goes on and off very quickly, though. Yeah. Which... And most of the human eyes like you can't see it. You can't tell. Right. But like if you take your hand and like you put it in between the light bulb and your eye, you can sometimes see your hand kind of having a trail like you know you anyone a, who's listening to this is gonna go try that yeah no i yeah. try it that's a th- and that's how you know if you have a good led light bulb or not mm. because it, it depends on how fast the flashing is so the faster it flashes the less difficult it is for my eye and for my brain to comprehend it okay which is why i like i like just regular 
is it incandescent light bulbs? Yes. Because they, they are just constant. They're the always old, on. The old school Edison bulbs yeah. with like a filament inside. Yeah. The things that break, which is why that little piece of metal breaks. That's why you have to get a new one usually. Yeah. So they fix that, but then now. But then now what happens is that like I, I go into a room and, you know, what will happen is that like if I'm, if I'm looking around, I can actually see everything flashing Mm. like a strobe effect so like if you see someone's hand right mm-hmm. everything in my 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 life and like everything around me makes that strobing effect wow and this happens actually with your christmas tree lights oh the christmas tree that come with their own lights yeah and so when those ones are on it's actually really hard for me to move my head a lot because then the the whole tree strobes constantly and it's such a big item Right. Which is why when we were moving it around, I had to turn off the lights. Oh, okay. So it, it was making that strobe effect. And what does that do inside? Like, does that give you a headache? Does it just yeah, distract it, you? What's it do? Well, it definitely gives me a terrible headache. Mm. Um, but it also, it just exhausts me. Yeah. Um, I just feel depleted afterwards. And I just feel drained. Interesting. Because I'm also having to notice every single motion and every single... You know, it's it's just hyper stimulating me to the point of like, it's really hard to process anything. Wow. And you have this happen, like if, if there's strobing kind of things happening in a movie. Yeah. It yeah. It cause problems. Yeah, I've had it. So like, I don't have epilepsy, but what will happen is that like, I think, and it probably goes back to uh, trauma as well. There's something about strobing lights mm. that it does trigger my PTSD. Interesting. So it's a combination of my ADD and the PTSD. Okay. So there, but there is a difference. So like, I think that I've learned over time that lights are challenging, but also it's just, it's just painful. Like my, my eyes are so sensitive. Mm. That's why like I, ha- when I go outside, I have to have sunglasses on because it just hurts too much. Hypersensitivity to it. Yeah. The cool thing is that there's actually these awesome light bulbs. I think it's like lighting science there's some company that they they've made bulbs on the international space station and nasa has actually made bulbs because they have to be able to simulate daytime and Uh nighttime yeah and so they've actually created their own sets of bulbs to do that and so then they took this technology and they've actually made it into bulbs that you can buy that are led oh okay So so it's still saving the environment but doesn't cause as much stress on your eyes yeah because they've had to like make them they've had to engineer them really well mm. for the astronauts so that they don't have any issues there's something with the circadian rhythm and mm-hmm. and all of that so they've had to do that and so they have different temperatures they have like daytime they have nighttime mm. they've got ones like that they take out all of the blue light and so like i have two different sets of lights in my home so like i have the ones i have on during the day and then i have the ones i have on at night Wow. And so like I'll turn on the nighttime ones and they're much darker. They're like they're dimmer, but they're also yellow. Okay. They've, they even huh. have little small ones for the babies, Aww. little baby ones for okay. the rooms and stuff. And Aww. so I end up liking those a lot because it's just, it's less light. It kind of helps you calm down, mm. but it isn't hard on my eyes. Well, thank you for being vulnerable with that and sharing that because I just teasing you, of course, because you have this giant bag of light bulbs, but I had no clue exactly Mm -hmm. what they were all for. And you have different ones, different sizes, depending on the type of fixture and all of that as well that you make sure that you've got, which I think is so smart. Well, because I'm I'm sure everyone, most people will probably go into a 
a hotel and it's just like ugh, like this cold yeah especially cool like light. in the bathrooms and oh. stuff it's just awful yeah or if they've got like the old school filament ones you yes. know like the not filament but yeah like the high the what are those ones tubes that, like, the they're tubes. like tubes yeah, yeah for the fluorescence i don't oh, like fluorescence either i do that now because of you i did that in my office mm. and so i don't have my overhead because i you know i never liked being in my office but i i never was very much right i was you know teaching so i was in whatever classroom but my office always had these fluorescence and i never liked it mm. but i didn't really know why you know and so then i changed it so that they're all these more soft bulbs. And so everyone comes into my office and I probably put them to sleep, to be honest with you, because it's so dark mm-hmm. in there relatively, but it's relaxing. Well, it feels more relaxing. It's like one of the number one things they do for interior design mm-hmm. is lighting. Mm-hmm. And lighting is such a huge part of, of our lives. And so like you can deck out your home as much as you want and have all the greatest stuff. Like say you bought a pottery barn or a crate and barrel and put it in your house. Yeah. But if you don't have the right lighting, mm-hmm. it's not going to feel the same. Yeah. And so lighting is a, a huge part that we don't think about and it's it's challenging. And that's been my 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 challenge is just trying to figure out how I can if I have to stay somewhere for a long period of time, <laughs> yeah. even if it's only for a few nights, you know, it's like those few nights, it's the difference between having a good time while I'm on vacation versus mm-hmm. not. So sometimes you not having a good time on vacation could be about some of these sensory things. Oh, 100%. Interesting. 100%. And I didn't know that growing up. Mm. but I know it now to say there's certain things I'm going to not compromise on right. because I want to make sure that I have enough sleep or I have enough rest. And I I can't rest in a, in a space that is that the lighting is that awful. It's just it overstimulates me to the point where I I kind of glitch out. OK, so this is where I want to dig in a little bit into this brain, because You know, I always think about artists and they always sort of tease them about all these writers that they have for their dressing room or for this or for that, Mm, right? And then I'm thinking as you're talking, probably a lot of creatives, the reason that they are so accessible and so able to be so vulnerable is the same thing that might make all of these things more difficult for them too. Oh, yeah, for sure. So like, yeah, I need it to all be white or I need it to have this smell or I need it to have whatever to try to kind of also keep things similar for yourself because you're changing locations so often. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like you can make your home the way that you want it to be made. But like if you're constantly on the road, right? where is home? Yeah. You know, you have to take home with you. And that's why I tend to not be a light packer it has nothing (laughs) there are trunks okay people trunks and trunks if you could have been in the day when there were trunks you would have been happy happy, oh my gosh so tell me in digging into the brain of yours you just said something that made me think that you glitch out Mm. is it just lights or maybe it's other things that you're seeing Potentially too, but what do you, might you mean by glitch out? I, I think it means that my brain is over processed. Like it's like my brain just goes to sleep almost, mm. even though my physical body is not tired. Mm-hmm. My brain just literally checks out. Mm. Okay, and that's because of the lights, or that's because of anything that might be like visually overstimulating. It depends, right? So it's it's about my senses being overloaded. Mm. So there are certain lights that are so overwhelming. 
that could glitch me out. So like, for instance, the Christmas tree, right? Mm -hmm. We were moving a lot of stuff around. So we were physically picking things up. We were exhausting ourselves. And then also if the lights on top of it, if I had kept them on, Mm. I would have just glitched out at one point. I probably would have sat down and I would have started staring straight out into the void and I would have physically been present, but emotionally and intellectually, I would not have been present. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to kind of break this down. So there's the physical stress of moving. So we were moving my living around to give people a perspective, right? We yeah. had a couch, two chairs. We were trying to also figure out where things were going, mm-hmm. right? We had a rug to put down. And we were trying to center this tree, this Christmas tree, like into the picture window. Yeah. So that would have been a lot of visual stimulation and auditory stimulation from things moving and us talking. talking it would have been physical stimulation depending on what we were moving at what time it could have also been smell because mm. some people's furniture might smell a certain way or if let's say it's like the tree and you know it's coming out of storage it's going to have its own unique smell for a little bit there's a lot of different elements that can go into so it. you're in this space though where there's a lot of of different sensory stimulation happening and then the lights come on so your cup is already like 80 percent full of stimulation let's say yeah and then those lights come on and then it's like it went over a hundred percent yeah and that how does it feel in your brain might it feel or do you have a picture of something when I'm saying this I think actually I just see black Mm. so like I can't picture anything anymore oh because you you think in pictures yeah so now you have no pictures right so that's what glitching is might be for you like the movie stops in your head that might be it I I think that's part of it there is a physical sensation that occurs it's funny because like we were just on base so my my husband his last flight just Mm. happened Mm. Um, and so they have a thing called a finny flight and you get to go out and spray champagne on them and he's in the air force and so it's his last flight okay yeah Yeah. and so commander mama she got to come out with us Mm. and so there was our mom we call her commander mama yeah we do yeah that's great so even going out there you know you you have the the sound of the planes being refueled the Mm. the things turning on all the different visuals of the the planes the flight line all the people Mm -hmm. the smell of the champagne the stickiness of it i got Mm -hmm. sprayed accidentally too and so like every single element was occurring and so what now my brain actually kind of has this like i don't know how to describe it but it's like this section of my forehead okay and you're like dragging your fingers across the middle of your forehead yeah it almost feels as like this front part of my brain is just like squished. Mm. Like it it feels compressed. Compressed, yeah. Wow. And I can feel it behind my eyes. Interesting. And that's why like I had to get a little bit of protein because mm. I knew that I needed something. I, like I knew I needed a little bit of food. Like I got, got a little snack. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that would help me kind of rejuvenate myself just to be able to come back and talk to you. Mm. But let's say that there was the Christmas lights were on right now. Yeah. While we were talking, I would probably have to stop talking on this podcast. Wow. Because I can see, I can feel like I'm at that kind of 75 to 80%. And so if something else pushes me over, 
Got then it. I will glitch out. So it's not like if you're in your own home and you turn on the Christmas lights, it's going to glitch you out. It's that you've been overstimulated or or you've had so much stimulation, that combination. Mm. Yeah. And it's also the newness factor of it, right? So mm. we were moving around the room mm-hmm. and I it was different and it looked different. So like I'm now cataloging now that we're moving it, I'm also cataloging the room. Interesting. So my brain on is one working. Of our, our, one of our former podcasts, we talk about puzzles and how you catalog things. So yeah. what was the cataloging like? Like, give me an example of some things you ca- might have cataloged in my living room. Uh, and is you- it creepy? Like, are you going <laughs> to? <laughs> is it no. like, oh. It's the reason that you can call me and say, hey, I think I'm moving this thing a little bit to the left and down. Like, what do you think? And I can mm. actually visualize it in my head. Because wow. I've made a blueprint of it in my head. Interesting. Okay. So and you- part of it was cataloging like, okay, so once the tree is removed, how is this space going to look without the tree? So I was mm. sort of making a blueprint of it all in my head. Mm-hmm. And then imagining the tree leaving and so that takes energy to like imagine it gone and then okay well when that happens i think the the chairs are going to probably have to instead of being at this angle they're gonna have to kind of come in a little bit more and then you might want to have a little something in that tree area like so i'm thinking of like all the different and you know all my furniture because you've cataloged that already so you're trying to figure out which piece might go here or there yeah i know exactly which piece would go there. wow yeah wow so you know, at some point along the way, you've talked about energy and maybe something about ADHD having like only so much energy. Mm. And I think it's really interesting that you talked about needing protein because obviously our brains need a lot of protein to be able to function. Mm-hmm. And so it, it sounds almost like when you hear the fan on overdrive in a computer, because it, the thing's been processing so much that it's overheated. Mm, yeah. I wonder if maybe there's an element of that where like your brain, you know, you're saying compressed, right? But like it's literally overheating because it's working so hard. Yeah, that's probably true. And you, you, you get tired and hungry because, you know, they say, you know, when you're studying that you use up a tremendous amount of energy mm. because your brain needs so much of that fuel. Yeah. Interesting. So- I mean, okay, every day we are confronted with 9 million physical things, sounds, sights, you know, everything. So what might be some of the things you do to help you cope with this? Because, I mean, I think the bag of light bulbs is an example, yeah, right? Yeah, that is one. Mm-hmm. For sure. But like, what else might you be doing that y- you found is helpful so that you don't glitch out? You know, I think that this one is one of those that I still struggle with. Mm. I've got a few things I do knowing that I need to have a a snack and knowing that I need to not just have any kind of a snack. Like I need some protein. I need some healthy fat Mm. or I just need some fat. I think having to learn about nutrition was helpful because it I can tell like, okay, if I'm physically tired, I need more carbohydrates. Mm. But if I'm mentally tired, I need more protein. Mm. And then the fat always has to kind of go in there. It's like the glue that helps it all fuel together. So taking care of your physical body Mm -hmm. is a part of it. I think also uh, this is the one of the things that I have to work on and like where I would be really 
helpful to have a community because I tend to avoid a lot of things. Mm. So I will avoid going to the grocery store because there's just too much stimulus there. So thank God for Instacart now. Yeah. And um, and um, fluorescence, right? Yeah. A lot of fluorescence there. Yeah. Tons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I tend to avoid a lot of things. Like I know that if I have to go to the grocery store, for instance, I'm not going to do it on a day that I have to also then go and attend at a party. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I know that like I need sometimes days off. And that's kind of the thing we've been talking about with, with Josh, your son, about going to New York. And I'm excited to like go and do all the things. But I also I told him last night, I was like, yeah, you know, I think we're going to probably need a, there's going to be some time like where we're just relaxing at my friend's house and not doing anything. And like, is that okay for you? And he's like, oh yeah, that's totally fine. Like, yeah. we're going to need to decompress. And like, I can't just be going, 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 going. And he even yeah. said, he's like, no, I love that. Let's not go, 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 go. Yeah. I'm like, that's why we've got nine days instead of four. And so I think knowing, well, I, one of the things that I do is that I give myself grace mm. to have a couple of days off if I need it. Mm-hmm. Where if there's something that's really overstimulated me, I'm not going to be okay the next day. Mm. What I need to do a better job of doing is if I have something that is scheduled for that next day, I need to do better at communicating that to people. Because mm-hmm. that's hard to remember to communicate to them because I'm just so depleted that like even the thought of contacting somebody doesn't ever pop into my head. Sure. Because I can't even process that. Right. And so I guess one of the other coping skills I've done over the time is that I just, I only hang out with people who are okay (laughs) if I have to cancel. Yeah. Because if there's somebody in my life who's like going to be upset that I can't make it one day, then we're not going to get along well and I th- we don't really last very long. Okay, so full disclosure, the other day mm-hmm. you were saying how people don't last in your life too long if they can't handle you being gone. Right. All right, well, the other day you were supposed to come over to my house. Yeah. And see White Christmas. Right. And it was with some girlfriends that I had invited over and I was looking so much forward to it. And you told mom you weren't coming, but didn't tell me. So I did text you and you never responded back. You didn't text me before the party. Yes, I did. No, I did. No, we'll check. Anyway, point is I did. (laughs) (laughs) But I just want to make sure Mm -hmm. you're not going to get rid of me because I had a moment. You are leaving. You are moving. So I'm having some emotions around that. But so you you wouldn't just get rid of somebody because they did it once or oh, once in no. a while. But you're saying like if every time they're kind of that kind of person. Well, I, it's not that I would get rid of them. It's that they're probably not going to want to hang out with me. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You know, so it, it kind of just naturally goes mm. away. Mm. And that's okay with me. Like I'm not going to fight for somebody who doesn't understand that my brain just works this way. Yes. If they can't accept you for who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there are people who are very punctual. Yes. And and it's not acceptable for them. And I'm not going to tell them that they're wrong because that's how their brain works. 
Yeah. And so yeah. we're probably, unless we can come to a consensus that like, hey, you can be punctual, that's fine. If I'm late, is that going to bother you? Mm. And if it does bother them, then that's up to them what they're going to do. But like most likely, I mean, I'm not just going to be like, hey, we can't be friends now because, you know, <laughs> you're okay, punctual. I was just checking because, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm one of those people. But I do feel like one of the things when we're talking about all this, your whole concept of like things that are overwhelming you, the site specific things that are overwhelming you, you've done a lot to to try to mitigate that through sunglasses, through being out certain types of day, avoiding certain situations sometimes. Yep. And I think that's okay that, you know, sometimes like there are places that I don't like to go either, right? And whether it's because of that, not necessarily, but maybe just don't enjoy it as much yeah. or it's not going to be an enjoyable experience. I do wonder though, how you handle it with meeting new people or even go, like reintroducing yourself to people you've known in the past, how you might kind of front load it to let people know right or do you feel obligated I guess that's a bigger question like does that help you to let people know what they might expect like the other day when we were talking about how you told Mike our brother and I that before we went into the thrift store I'm having a, like a full-on ADHD day yeah or ADD I can't remember which way you said it but you said I'm having that day it's and and here's what you can expect do you yeah. feel like you you have to do that for everything in your life or is it just well this is actually something I've been working on with my counselor oh okay <laughs> <laughs> because I I do I, I feel like for so long I've had to how do I put this apologize mm. for who I am mm. and I've had to provide reasons as to why mm. there's a word I'm thinking of and I can't can't quite rationalize or yeah I'm definitely like explaining like why I'm doing something mm. always having to justify justify that's yeah. the word yeah yeah so I I have I always feel like I have to justify mm. why I'm doing something and so her and I have been working a lot about can it be okay for you just to say the thing and not have to justify why you've said it mm. like can it be okay that that's just what you need yeah. Or what you want. Do you have an example of something that you might have in the past not been able to do that for? Oh, well, like when the the day that I m missed coming, right? Yeah. And when I messaged you, I I actually wrote a couple other things in there about like justifying as to why I felt like I was tired. Or, like I was I was trying to justify like why I didn't come. Mm. And I realized that it wasn't about that justification. It was just about like needing to express how I was feeling yeah. or, you know, connecting with you and talking about it. But yeah. there were like, I, I, I do find myself now like writing down, this is how I'm feeling and here's my justification. Mm. And then I go back and I delete the justification part. Mm. I think it's helpful for some things. Like when we went drifting with Mikey, Yeah, we haven't done that a lot. And so it's kind of a new situation. And so I like, well, I thought it might be helpful to kind of let people know. This is actually something new I'm trying mm, to let okay. people know, like I'm having an ADD day because how would you know? Right. You can't see inside my brain. I have to physically tell you. Right. So as opposed to it saying like, hey, I'm sorry that I'm going to do this and this, and that, you know, or like, here's why I did all these things. Let me justify it. It's like, no, guys, 
I'm having an ADD kind of day. Mm-hmm. And you don't have an issue with having an ADD kind of day usually. It's just other people sometimes have an issue with the way you act or... Yeah. If it was up to me, like, I wouldn't say anything. Right. You're just being you. Yeah. But like, again, who I am to the very core, mm. a lot of people don't like. Mm-hmm. Or it's not societally acceptable. It's not okay. Okay, so give me an example of something you might do while thrifting with us that wouldn't be considered <laughs> acceptable. What, what, would, what would be an example of... I Gosh. Well, I feel like you guys are much more accepting of me. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, probably like picking up a lot of different things or like making jokes about them, uh-huh. you know, and like taking an object and turning it into something completely different that it wasn't supposed to be used for. Right. Sometimes like I'll just blurt out like what I really think about an item. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, you know, if someone is doing something really annoying and I'll I'll actually say it out loud and <laughs> like, my God, why are they doing that right now? You know, it's hard for me sometimes. Yeah. Also, I think when there's a lot of stimulation, sometimes I can tend to get like all over the place. Like I'm, I'll be talking to you about mm-hmm. one thing and then all of a sudden in the middle of a sentence I'll go with something else yeah or I'll just walk away from you without like you'll say something to me and I don't even hear it yeah or you'll try to buy an entire village full of Christmas things yes. yeah I did try to buy an entire village yeah. I was like let's limit this to half <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. I think this and in- so interesting because the stimulation piece and the idea that your brain glitches at some point, I don't think I understood until now, really, that you think in pictures and the pictures go away Yeah, when just, you get overstimulated. And that's the equivalent of you not being able to think anymore. Yeah. It's like the blue screen of death. Mm. You know, it's just mm. it's just you're you start processing and then you can't anymore. And it's just like, well, we got to do a reboot. Yeah. And sometimes for you, that's an hour and sometimes that's days. Yeah, it depends on what the stimulation is and how much it's been. Mm. I think it also kind of depends, too, on if there's a lot more of an emotional component to it. But mm-hmm. it just it just depends on the day. I mean, it really yeah. I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about it, which I, I'll probably start doing now <laughs> that we've yeah. talked about it. Great. One more thing to think about, Meg. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but it, it helps me. It helps me to not beat myself up. Because I feel really shitty on those days that I can't do anything. Mm. I feel like I'm not a productive member of society mm-hmm. and that there's probably other things I should be doing and I am shooting all over myself. <laughs> I should do this. I should do that. You're shooting all over yourself. It's really hard for me. And so to be able to recognize, like even just in the last month as we've been kind of talking through this stuff more, I find myself having a tough day and I think okay this is just a moment this isn't your entire existence Mm. and all the things that I did the day before it's like okay that's what happened Mm -hmm. and I I I kind of have noticed that I, I would have said this back in my 20s so like when you're in chronic pain there's only so much you can do in a day. And if you try to go beyond what you should be doing in a day, mm-hmm. like say you have a good day, right? Mm-hmm. I would have lots of days that were bad, but I have a good day. And I'm like, yeah, I can finally get stuff done. But if I overexerted myself, mm-hmm. I would be paying for it for a week. 
Right. Because my body physically couldn't handle that. It's interesting because, you know, we have the phrase, I overdid it. And what that means, though, for somebody, I think, especially with ADHD specifically, is very different than some people may be able to kind of understand, I would think. Mm, Yeah. You know, because, again, all of our brains are very different. We are diverse. And yet there are some commonalities about people who've been diagnosed with ADHD. And kind of that overstimulation and glitching out, I think, is sort of a common a common one. And one of the things that I've been reading a little bit about is just this idea that taking those breaks and doing them more regularly yeah, and setting them up that I'm going to need a break, that, that can kind of stave off sometimes the long expansive times of not being able to really re-engage with your brain. Mm. Yeah, Not letting yourself get to the point where you've glitched, basically. Yeah. Right? And I think that's a lot of what you've been trying to put into your life is trying to not get to the point where you glitch. Because when you glitch, then that's like a hard reboot. Yeah. Right. It's the difference between your computer having to go to sleep and coming back on, right? Yeah. And having to reboot the whole thing and, you know, start all over. Yeah. The brain is a muscle, right? Is that right? I, I mean, not in the traditional sense. Oh, okay. Well... The image I was seeing was actually somebody like pumping iron or, you mm-hmm. know, doing workouts. And so if you if you have enough weight on a muscle, mm-hmm. it'll everybody's fatigue. it'll fatigue. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's muscle is different, right? Mm-hmm. So you so like one person might be able to do only ten pounds, another person's like, I'm doing hundred and fifty on this mm-hmm. one arm. And so I feel like that's kind of the same thing. Like we expect everybody to be the same when it comes to the brain. Mm-hmm. We expect that that organ or that whatever it is, like we expect that we're not a biology channel. No, we are not. <laughs> we're not a biology podcast. <laughs> but what? But I, 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 I visualize that where if someone goes to a gym, we don't expect everyone to to use the same amount of weight. Right. But we expect everybody to do the same amount of work mm. and tasks every day. Mm. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't expect the same two two different people to lift the same amount of weights. Right. Why would you expect them to do the same amount of tasks? Right. Yeah. So then like when that. when somebody, you know, is saying here there's just a really simple routine every day to to get your house in order. It's really <laughs> simple. Well, yeah, for you it is. Like if you're already benching 300 pounds, yeah, doing 100 right to start off your routine is probably really simple. Yeah. But if you've, you know, if if either you don't have arms yeah, yeah. Then you can never get to that level. Right. Right. Versus like, you know, or if you're new, right. Like, so there's just, we just don't think about it the same way. And I, and I feel like the brain has only been studied a very small amount and yeah. we understand so little of it, yet it's the thing that makes us go. And it's the thing that, that has the most impact in our daily life. I would say absolutely. And I, I like your analogy. I'm going to think about that a little bit more with the weightlifting versus not expecting the same thing from two different people. Yeah, because like yeah. from my understanding of biology, you have to have a brain in order to be alive. Mm. You don't have like you can have limbs that are different. You can have shapes and sizes and all that stuff, but everyone has to have a brain. 
I mean, I'm going to get super morbid and say that people can be brain dead and kept on life support. But That's yes, true. I think in terms of like, you know, you're actively yes. living in your life and like moving around. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. God. But nerdy. like, so I think it's like if everybody has that brain, we expect them all to be the same because like we mm. can't physically see it. Yeah. Like you would never ask a person who is an amputee to do certain things that they physically couldn't do. Right. But we can't see the brain. So yeah. we don't. So it's this invisible difference. Yeah. I like that we're trying to make it visible. At me least too. with your brain. Yeah. it's That's exciting. It's helping me to live in a very different way. Hmm. Say more about that. Well, I'm. I've for so long been terrified to talk about it. Mm. And I've never had a safe place to really talk about it. And I think I have a picture of a Coke bottle Hmm. being shaken. Mm. And if you don't have anywhere for that excess liquid and the the pressure builds and builds and builds, it's just going to explode eventually. And that's Mm. used to be what I do. I would explode because I didn't have a safe outlet. I didn't also understand that I was being shaken. Ah. I didn't understand that like holding the the Coke bottle, like like if I had some stability for it, I wouldn't shake it and it wouldn't have to have all that pressure. Mm. And I think like being able to like talk- Like turning ab- off the Christmas tree lights. Yeah. And like being able to talk about it, just twists the cap a little bit and lets out a little bit of that air, lets a little mm. bit of that pressure out. And it helps me to realize like, oh, okay, there's other ways to help either avoid- the pressure to be built up or Mm. to also know how to release some of it Mm. or to not do it at all. Mm. I'm so curious if, if those who are going to join our Rosie's brain community might have some ways that they themselves have either seen or experienced themselves of like relieving that pressure so that you don't get, get shaken up. Cause I, I do think that's so helpful when people have different ideas about how, they do that and one of the things you do is take light bulbs with you (laughs) places right like you're that's that's a clear way for you to kind of either avoid that pressure being built and also understanding that you're going to be in a situation because you're obviously somewhere you're not used to being yeah that that's going to help kind of alleviate some of the other pressures you know you're going to be under so that you don't get you don't glitch yeah yeah I mean and this is something where I really need help and Mm. strategies. And Mm. so that's why I really want to create a community because I, I I don't know it all. Like Mm. I've got some skills and some strategies I've learned and coping skills, but I could really use help Mm. and I could really use support in knowing that, okay, yeah, maybe you're not exactly the same as me, but like we have similar issues. And so here, what have you done? Mm -hmm. Let me try it, you know, cause I, I don't want to get to that point where I'm exploding. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Yeah, exploding or glitching. Either one of those is not fun. That all sounds terrible. Well, it just takes you out of the life you want to live. Yeah. I think. Yeah, because you're right. Like as soon as I, if I have to explode or if I I glitch, the recovery time is that much longer Mm -hmm. than if I did get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you could just sort of release it gradually. Yeah. Or again, avoid. I might need like a day off, but I don't need a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, again, being vulnerable, being here, talking about your brain. I appreciate you. I appreciate you willing to listen and ask questions. It means a lot. Love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. 
Sister Sisters was produced and hosted by my fabulous, beautiful sister, Michelle Woodward, and hosted and edited by yours truly, Megan Mayadusky. We thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay compassionate. Well, my little friend, I want to tell everyone right now I'm looking at you and you have bright pink hair. Yes. Tell me about that pink hair, kid. Oh, I just got it done the other day and my neighbor is so lovely. She cuts my hair and dyes it for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've just always wanted to Can you to tell have... everyone how you pay her? Uh, I pay her in alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good trade. I know, right? I love that. Yeah. You're like, here you go. Here's your vat of whatever. Yep. And I'm going to get my hair cut now. Okay. Yeah. She's like, yeah, just bring me a bottle of, you know, vodka. And I was like, okay, oh. well, what kind do you like? And she's like, just cheap. Oh, know, we she, like her even more. I know. Oh my goodness. Although when I started doing like the bleach and the dye, because like, just for a haircut, she's like, yeah, it's pretty a bottle of vodka. But then with the bleach and the dye, I was like, okay, you know, had to had to give her a little bit of cash, but not too much. I mean, she's been lovely. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah. And she's a lovely lady too. Nice yeah. lady. That's awesome. Very nice. 